everybody. Welcome to the SWIC Tech Leading Business Podcast. This is episode number five, and today is May 27th, 2020. I'm uh, one of the hosts here, Eric Clark, Client Success Associate at SWIC Tech, and with me is... Shane Crane. Hey, guys. Uh, it's great to be here. Um, I work at SWIC Tech with Eric as well, uh, and we're just excited to jump into another podcast, talk a little bit about technology, a little bit about life, a little bit what's what's going on in the business world today. Yeah, these have been a lot of fun. Our initial plan for this is uh, was to do these in person with a DSLR camera aimed at us and some fancy recording equipment. And uh, then everything happened. So we've been rolling with it this way. And it's been effective, maybe not as fun uh, as doing it in person. But, you know, it's been interesting to use all the stuff as a technology company that we use to make this happen regardless. And hopefully people tune in because some of these episodes are pretty neat. Yeah, I think it's it's been a great time. To your point, it's it doesn't really feel like we're doing this yet because it's all been remote. You know what I mean? So it's been like, yeah, we just record these sessions on the computer just like the rest of my day. <laughs> you know, we haven't like sat down. We don't have fancy mics or anything like that. So I think it'll be fun to to switch gears and do that in the future sometime. But for now, this has been working great. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, our, our topic for discussion today is uh, why is technology or technology framework critical for, um, you know, businesses today with everything that's going on with COVID and the emergence of that, as we discussed a couple weeks ago. Um, but before we get into all that, just Shane, like talked about talk about life. How was your holiday weekend? What did you guys do? Man, it was weird. It didn't feel like a holiday, but it was great. Um, it was crazy hot here too. It was supposed to rain the whole weekend, and then there was no rain, so I was thrilled for that. It was like 80s and humid. I say crazy hot. That's not crazy hot, but when we're used to like 60, I guess 80s and humid is really hot all of a sudden. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was great, man. We spent a lot of time outside. We did some sports and activities, did some, you know, yard and housework and just kind of relaxed. How about you guys? How was your weekend? Fairly similar. Did some hiking, looked for some morel mushrooms, uh, didn't find any. I did stumble upon a herd of deer, uh, with the family. So that was kind of cool. Oh, wow. Um, a herd of deer. Oh, herd of deer. Okay. Yeah, like six deer just moving through the forest uh, right in front of us. And I was like, wow, look at that. You know, as a whitetail hunter, I was like, this is great. <laughs> My family was like, whatever, they're just deer. <laughs> um, and then we did a lot of yard work. We we got some flowers and some perennials and we did a lot of planting and uh, we restrung our outdoor lights that we have. Um, it's just similar, like yard work and home project stuff. So Good, good time to, to kind yeah. of do all that and kick back. Was that a, was that a whole family hike? I know yeah, it was. Yep. I had, uh, the wife, two kids, and the dog went? Yep. Not, I had, not cats, though. No cats. No cats. I had my son in the little, like, backpack carry-on uh, in the front, and then our daughter walked along, and she stopped every 1.5 seconds to pick up every pebble and dandelion. <laughs> So it was slow going. Yeah, that's fun. That's super fun. Yeah, it was nice. Um, you know, and now we're back and it feels like today is, you know, Tuesday, but it's in fact Wednesday. So that's a little confusing amidst being confused about time in general lately. 
Oh, yeah, are you sure? Today I thought was Thursday for a minute, and then also felt like a Monday, so yeah. Yeah. I'm all over the place over yeah, here. When the weekends come, I'm like, I guess it's the weekend now? I don't have to sit in front of this computer? <laughs> I can yeah. enjoy the rest of my house? Weird situation we're in, that's for sure. So I got you know experimented with moving my computer to a different spot in my house for a little bit to change it up, and, and that was nice. I got a bit done doing that. Yeah, I have a friend, uh, we were on a Zoom call or whatever a few weeks ago with a group of people, and he's been working from home <laughs> about halfway through this mess, so I don't know, he was like a month in or whatever, right? And he realized that sitting at the dining room table, he was getting zero work done, because pets, kids, food, everything was right there. So he's like, so we have an unfinished attic. And then for some reason, they have like this finished storage room on the other side of the attic. So he moved his office literally into this attic space where he has to go through an unfinished portion of his house to get to. And he was like, it was the best thing ever. It's like, it's like a separate place. Like I'm at work over there. So <laughs> and no one wants to get through the, the gauntlet of the unfinished space. So I'm... It's like right? He's, he's, he's all himself. by himself. Yeah. It's That's like, a, it's a weird thing. I'm, I'm really curious to talk to people who have always worked from home and like see their perspective, you know, someone who's been doing this for years that just always works from home. Like, are they just laughing at all of us idiots as we try and figure this out? You know, they've got everything smoothly running. Who knows? Well, the, the challenge is that even if they have like what's happened now is kids are home wife might be home or husband might be home right and so everyone's home rather than maybe if you're working from home and the kids are at daycare and your significant others at their place of employment you have to run a place and now it's like everyone's invaded that office space so yeah maybe that's why your your buddy was like wait i can't just do this at the table anymore <laughs> yeah yeah that is that's a, that's probably the hardest dynamic for people who've got like kids in school and stuff i can't can't imagine trying to balance that and working and still like operating a home. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. The teaching of the kids and getting them through the remainder of the school year as parents has been very frustrating for most that aren't prepared to do that on top of everything they have to do for their day job and responsibilities. So summer break will be interesting because <laughs> kids are home from school without any having to do homework. So maybe that'll be nice. I can just you know, go do something else. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be it'll be weird. I don't have to deal with that, so we'll yeah, see. I'm like, yeah, I'm not in the school age yet, but um, you know, let's get into our topic. Um, you know, I think we have kind of uh, two. You know, like what is the framework for technology? But additionally, like let's talk about first what companies are working remotely. Um, there there have been some pretty big announcements in the last you know week or two from some of the juggernauts, the blue chip companies in the tech space. Google, Facebook, Microsoft, Spotify, or some of that jump out to me that have kind of made this announcement that, yeah, we're forever working uh, from home or maybe at least till the end of the year. I mean, these are some of the, the companies that have the best and most data in, in the world. So it's interesting if you look at what they're doing um, as knowledge workers, I think we fall into that classification as a tech company. Um, but there's still need for a lot of people to be on site if you're in a warehouse or a factory or something, right? Or doing some sort of services like mowing the grass. You're not going to yeah. do that from us, right? It's going to be really weird to think through this because so historically there's been 
you know, there's there's always been the kind of two categories, right? Of there's like office employees and then like hands-on warehouse manufacturing labor, all that stuff. But everyone's always still been physically present for the most part, right? We just mentioned there's some people that have always worked from home, you know, a handful. But that's that was like a rarity, right? For the longest time, it was like a really cool, neat perk if you got to like work from home for one day a week or something like that. And now we're kind of transitioning into this like weird time where everyone had to work from home and now it's like, oh, well, that actually works. So should we be doing that more? And some of these big companies, to your point, like you just said, Facebook announced like I want to say 90 or 95% of their workforce will be working from home and for as long as they want, if they really want to. And that's going to bring in some weird dynamics, especially for a company the size of Facebook, right? Where they're, they have like a literally a call to campus is what their office is, right? Like all these big companies use campuses because they have so many staff. Um, but you start to think about the economics of letting all these people work from home. And that brings in a lot of questions of, well, okay, now do I need all of this commercial real estate? Probably not, right? You don't need as much if everyone's working from home. And then it's, well, what if people work from different places? Is that, can I pay someone less money to work from Jackson Hole, Wyoming instead of Silicon Valley? Like, so there's a lot of interesting questions and I'm sure there'll be, you know, a million opinions one way or the other, but it's kind of crazy to see how some of these companies are coming out. I think Twitter said their employees can work from home indefinitely. Couple other ones, Spotify announced through the year. I'm sure Google said through the year. Um, and there's some on the other side too, right? Like Microsoft has been willing to let their employees work from home through all of this and they don't want to rush people back and stuff. But I I want to say one of the maybe it was the CEO, I should have like looked this up earlier. Sorry. But uh, one of the guys at Microsoft came out and was like, We're not planning on doing this forever. Like we're not expecting most of our workforce to just work from home. You lose a lot of the office features, you know? So I don't know. It's going to be kind of crazy to watch it all play out. Well, and, and one of the articles that we dug up in uh, our show notes today was titled work from home is dead. Long live work from anywhere. And that opens up Pandora's box. Like if we're all working remote, I think we've had some of these questions come up in our all company meetings. Like, do you guys even know that I'm in California right now? <laughs> like, yeah, what right. Difference I think, does it actually make if I'm getting my work done and I'm present for these virtual meetings? I think I was the one that made that joke, right? Like one of our colleagues was like asking about travel and stuff. And I was like, why, why not just not tell anybody you're gone? How would they know? You know, because we're all working from home. And it, I was just trying to be funny. Backgrounds and, and, and all that. Like, but it's real like he you literally could just go work from somewhere else and we wouldn't know you you could move to a different room in your house and just tell me it's a different room in your house when it's really like in a completely different house and i wouldn't know the difference right that's yeah, so. <laughs> my other room yeah room um you know but it's interesting that same article had mentioned that you know there's still a number of people that do like the the socialization of the watering hole at the office and and that kind of stuff um, but like, if we are talking about work from anywhere, that does literally mean anywhere, including the office. So, 
know, we talked about in our preparation, what types of things do we miss from the office or do we need? And that brings us kind of closer to, you know, what are the critical fabric in, in a business today that we need to have? Um, I mentioned like I have the most consumer grade printer I think money can buy <laughs> at my house. It's pretty terrible. And but I'm like, well, do we even need to be printing all sorts of things? all of the time and binding proposals together or should we be doing a ton more with pdf and docusign um you know how, how much does that need to go and we have a whole list to kind of get through here but um what types of things that the office supply to a worker that uh, or an employee that you know you can either get or don't need at home yeah and i think the printer one is is going to be a really interesting category not just printers but things that fall into that weird like gray area of all of this right there's some black and white there's some things you need right everyone you need internet so to speak to work from anywhere or even from the office right for for your average you know white collar position or etc where you're you're coming to the office you've got a computer you're working from the internet you have documents and files and email, right? So you're collaborating with people outside of the company. Like all that stuff is required no matter where you're working. But then you start to get into these things like printers and you start to question, well, do I really need a printer? Not when I'm working from home, certainly not. But then when you go back into the office, it's like, well, do we really need that many printers? Like why were we printing so much just to waste paper? Like, so it's going to be interesting to see those things that kind of fall into that weird gray area. What happens to those? Are are lots of offices just going to throw out the type of stuff that you no longer truly need that you don't feel like you have to have when you're working from somewhere other than the office? And then what do you keep? What it like, like to your point, work from anywhere means the office too. So you still need some sort of tangible office space, right? And furniture, lighting, all of that, that goes into that, but also the technology, right? Like you still need to have computers available for your employees to work from the office. There's lots of, you know, technology stuff we can get into, but you need a lot to make your internet and networking work at the office, your, you know, servers that maybe host things like files and stuff that people use. A lot of that is moving to cloud spaces, but you still need it, right? It's still like a tangible thing that you need to have. And so it's just going to be really interesting to see how just how that changes. Yep. Right? Yeah. I mean, the, do I need a do I need a commercial grade coffee brewing setup at my house with the amount of coffee I'm going through? And what about the coffee I'm buying now? My grocery bill is going up quite a bit uh, for that reason. And that stuff I granted we've had lots of conversations about the quality of coffee at the office <laughs> was i wasn't gonna say space. it i wasn't gonna say it um, but it was something that the office supplied you know i didn't have to factor that into my day but i sure i sure as heck drank it and it, we brewed a lot of it you know um there's just so many neat little pockets of conversation that exist in all of this that everything's up for question and consideration um and, yeah. and if you're having an office at home, like, yeah, you probably want something a little bit more ergonomic than the chair at your dining room table, um, than the the low dim lamp, right, or, or whatever. There's just, it's it starts to get kind of interesting. And well, we talked about- different too. So people are gonna have different needs and, and different people are gonna see different things as essential, right? To your point, some people are gonna be like, I need to have my coffee, so you should pay me for my coffee so that I'm, more productive and active at work, right? Which is kind of what 
probably where that came from in the physical office space. Um, but then there's going to be other people who are like, I don't need coffee. Or if they do drink coffee, they realize that that's their own expense, right? So there's a lot of weird situations with that sort of stuff. Who knows where that's going to go? The really interesting ones are going to be commodities that people truly feel they need to do their job, right? Anyone can argue, I need caffeine or I need a cup of coffee. And anyone else can scoff that off and say, Eric, you're being ridiculous. You don't truly need coffee to <laughs> do your job. Seen you, you do, you know, go buy your own. But then there's the things that like internet service, mm-hmm. right? Like if I didn't have my own home internet service, we, we certainly wouldn't be having this conversation right now. I wouldn't be able to work from home though. I'd have to figure something else out. So then that begs the question of, well, should the company be paying for your internet if you're working from home? And then, I mean, you probably still do other things on your internet when you're at home, right? Whether you're streaming Netflix. How do you divide that up? Do you need like your own private network from the office that you connect into that ties back in or tunnels back or something? Or do you have two completely separate internet services to your home? I mean, that yeah, there's a lot of weird questions there. I think no one's been bothering to ask those or talk about those at this point because we're in the middle of a pandemic. But eventually, if more and more people start to work from home, those are going to be real questions that are yeah, that they're almost going to answer. Yeah, they're almost treated like satellite offices at that point. Like I know, you know, there's a number of executives. Um, and not that even that we would support, but if you think about an executive, like those were the people that had their own firewall, router, VPN, all of these, um, what I'll call fancy technology needs at their quote unquote home office to be able to feel like they're really still integrated into the company's technology to function and do their job. Now that's kind of been, um, that's just commonplace right now, right? It's been decentralized a little bit. I think it was a word I was looking for there because now everyone's that executive that needs all of that stuff. Yeah. And does and everyone I, really need all of that, right? Or or depending on your infrastructure, if you really are in the cloud with a lot of things, maybe you don't need some of that. It There are just a number of things to consider and we're just asking the questions, I suppose. Yeah, well, it's crazy. You know, we can sit here and unpack it, but even you and I have so many luxuries when it comes to working from home that I don't think we even realize the half of it, right? Like our our company is obviously crazy in technology, right? Like Swift Tech, that's all we do for the most part. And so we're fortunate enough that I have like a set of monitors at home and a docking station for my laptop. I already had a laptop before all this happened that, you know, made it really easy and convenient to be remote. We had VPN and multi-factor authentication and cloud enabled and- Yeah, all the security stuff is there for us. Like all the equipment, I went and got my, desk chair from my office. So I'm comfortable sitting here, you know, all that, all that stuff that we just kind of had a lot of companies, I don't think did, and they're scrambling right now. And they're also just, they're putting band-aids on the problem, right? Like take your desktop home and plug it in and use your, literally your work computer at home. But then how do you, like, you can't do that long-term, right? You can't go back and forth from the office and your house dragging your desktop back and forth. That's just not functional. So there's going to be a lot of people who are in this situation, maybe worse off than us with the technology piece. And they're going to have to answer the question of how do we, 
how do we do this as a company? How do we move forward? Yep. Yep. And it's hard to figure that stuff out sometimes, um, but there's prioritization steps you can take and with the right partners, you can figure that stuff out. You know, um, it doesn't need to feel so impossible, but right. it is hard when it's like you had said, everyone has different viewpoints, needs and setups and home lifestyles. So an office kind of accommodates many versus uh, when you flip that on its head, you have to accommodate a bunch of individuals. Yeah, and each one, like you said, with different needs, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be weird. It's going to be a whole new world, right? Like, it's already obviously changing. We're still at home, even though, like, the stay-at-home order is lifted. We're still working from home. Um, who knows what it's going to be like next yeah, year. Yeah, the legal things that go into, into factor there, like, some retail locations I've noticed have their bathrooms are open. Some are not. Why is that? Is it because they can't clean them in between every you know, patron that goes in there or, you know, they don't want to deal with the legal ramifications of if something happens. Um, right. There's like, again, it's another instance of it's just so different across the whole span of things. It's a bit like the Wild West. We're trying to all figure this out as we kind of conform to what's going on. Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously, it's, no one chose to have a global pandemic, right? So it's been kind of forced down our throats to figure this out. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if we how long it would have taken us to get here anyways. It's probably a lot longer, I'm sure. But you know what is, what technology can you use to work from home? Uh, we mentioned a few. We mentioned VPN and you know, we talked about what type of internet you might need to have, et cetera. But as far as the tooling, like some of the main platforms, one that we obviously leverage heavily is Teams. However, uh, we have used Zoom a little bit as an organization from time to time here and there. I know I've used it professionally um, just in the business community because it's widely adopted. Slack is another one that I think may have seen some increase in usership. Um, what are some other tools and things that you found helpful? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of companies are relying on, you, you mentioned Teams, right? So that's like Microsoft's suite of uh, not remote technology. What's the like collaborative collaboration technology? Um, Google offers a suite of that too, right? With their slides and they have a phone solution as well. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of ways you can do that. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people are still behind these, right? They're still using, trying to work from home using just like email and phone calls and stuff. And that's been what's so eye-opening where you see the Microsoft Teams usership exploding, right? Because now everyone's like, oh man, I need to be more functional. I need to be more productive if I'm going to get the same kind of work done that I did in the office at home. Um, you know, I was talking with uh, someone the other day and their company just moved to Google phone system. So they're, they have a cloud phone solution, to, just like we're on Microsoft Teams. Um, and they were, you know, they, this was months ago when they did this, but they were like, I don't, like, I don't know what we would have done if we hadn't done that. We wouldn't have been able to operate. So it's really cool to see that some of these technologies that these bigger companies, right, Microsoft, Zoom, Google, have been pushing for collaboration and everything. Like, that truly was the future. That was where we were going. We were, we were really slow in getting there. And unfortunately, we had to have a global pandemic to kind of push us <laughs> down that path. But it's been kind of cool to see that those tools really do work, right? We, we live in Teams for the most part now at our company. We have Microsoft Teams for everything. We use it for 
just general chat. We use it for recording these podcasts. We use it for collaborating on different teams and posting announcements for the company. We do it for meetings for the whole company, one-off meetings between just individuals or four or five people. All of our files are stored out there, right? So we're we're sitting here accessing all of our documents and everything through Teams. Like it's crazy how useful it is. We make phone calls, like everything. I can go on and on and on. There's so much stuff that I live in this app. It's literally one of my monitors is just my Microsoft Teams app because I use it so much all day long. <laughs> one browser, one native. Uh, you know, it's it's incredible. But honestly, even just technology as a, as a collective outside of any sort of specific, you know, Google Voice, Teams, Chat, Slack, Zoom. Um, if you just think about the fact that every single person, I think, like uh, at least, in, I mean, not every, whatever. Uh, I don't know what the percentage is, but most people have a smartphone. Um, the world is a mobile world. So even the companies that weren't in a good or a strong position to deal with this, like they still have technology to get them through it. It's just a little bit disjointed or disbanded and not under one roof. But I'm assuming the companies that maybe didn't have some of these other things in place, they're just using their cell phones, FaceTime. They can download those apps, right? Uh, there's yeah. still ways through it for all those other companies, albeit probably not the most ideal way. But hopefully that's helped those folks see that the, the value in these other platforms that exist for business. But if you would think back to not having all these other advances, like there could have been companies completely dead in the water. But they're yeah. still capable of navigating it. That's that's what's fascinating to me is that there's still companies that have been fully capable of dealing with it regardless. Yeah, it's impressive. And it's interesting to think of like how much of it is the technology versus how much of it is just our human resilience, right? And ability to to work through stuff. So that's been kind of cool to see as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I was we were talking on a call earlier today, um, and we had brought up the fact that like the this whole kind of thing, this pandemic has initially we had talked about how it compared to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, um, and just recently someone had mentioned that it's really similar to the five or maybe it's seven uh, stages of grief, and if you're going up five numbered model it's denial anger bargaining depression and acceptance and to me it honestly does feel like we've just come out of the depression portion of it and we're getting to acceptance and we're now accepting this work from anywhere work from home lifestyle and people are adopting it and, and uh, embracing it um and that's just been pleasant to see yeah it's been really cool and i mean even to that point like we don't we don't know what it's going to look like you know, in six or eight months or whatever, given everything that's happened. But it's nice to see that we're fully functional. We're at a place where everyone's kind of accepted it. They appreciate that we can still operate and function from home. And, you know, business is kind of now business as usual. It's going to be weird. Um, I feel like I'm to the point where I've very happily accepted the work from home concept. Um, like I miss the office, right? I miss seeing people and the interaction and stuff there. But given the circumstances <clears throat> with this pandemic and everything that is happening, I have zero interest in rushing back, right? Like we're we're opening the office, we're letting a few people in at a time now at our company, and it's there's a lot of red tape, right? There's like restrictions, and you're gonna have to 
wash your hands 77 times. You can see at which desk when, and we have like a whole chart of who sits yeah. by different people to disinfect, disinfect that, like clean your workstation. And that's all good stuff. Like we need to be doing that if you're out in public. But all of that makes me not want to be out in public, right? Like it's not worth it. Like why would I do that when I can just stay home? Well, I talked to another IT professional in a different state, and he works for a trucking company like a national uh, trucking company, he said, there's so much red tape in going back to the office that I just, I'm I'm not going to do it because I have to fill out a form, yeah. I have to do a request, it has to get submitted and approved, and then I have to follow all these protocols and procedures. He's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just don't need to go back to the office. Yeah. <laughs> it's too hard. He's like, forget it. There's no, there's nothing so compelling that I need to go through all that red tape to make that happen. Yeah, and it's not. Many other people are dealing with something similar to that. Like, oh, if you want to go back to the office, sure, fill out this shit, get this approved, submit it for da da da. Deal with HR. Careful of this. We don't have a legal problem. You have to, you know, there's just, and then the risk though too. Not even just the the bureaucratic side of going through all those things, but the genuine true risk that could be that you could actually still get and or infect someone. Um, let's not forget what we're actually dealing with here. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's completely out of our control. So. I just, yeah, I don't know. That's crazy to me to think too. Like we have a company of what, 30-ish people and we have to have plenty of red tape in order to get back into the office. Mm -hmm. Imagine some of these larger companies, right? Like, I mean, the, obviously the big tech companies that we mentioned are trying to go more remote, probably to avoid some of the bureaucracy that's involved in all this. But there's going to be other companies that, you know, have thousands, if not, tens of thousands of employees how like you i can't even fathom how they're gonna have to manage that to try pencil and sharpening of the lawyers has got to be <laughs> Man, just, and that takes me back to like higher education and stuff too i used to work at a university and universities are struggling right now as it is because they have to send everybody home right so they're not getting room and board um, and all the other, you know, ancillary things that people pay for when they're physically on campus at a university. But on top of all that, now they're talking about how they might be losing international students in the future, because why would I travel across the globe and risk, you know, getting stuck there away from my family if something like this happens again? All of that is going through people's minds. Meanwhile, that's, I mean, it, the university I worked at, it was 35,000 students eight or 10,000 faculty and staff. That's so many people in one place all of the time, right? That's literally, that's literally like a concert or a sporting event every day. <laughs> right. Sharing, sharing it's, spaces like bathrooms and, and cafeterias and yeah, sharing everything, walking past everybody everywhere across the whole campus. Rails, I mean, we're just going up and up a stair up a staircase or like getting in an elevator. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, like, I don't know how they're going to possibly be able to, you can't go back to the same normal, right? Like our lifestyle at our office, maybe down the road, will be 100% back to the way it was. If we're all vaccinated and we're comfortable and, and everything has kind of subsided, you know. Yeah, but we're but never there too much happen to consider like you've really acclimated to what we're calling the new normal so much so that to go back to the old normal is a whole different challenge then. And it's like, well, yeah. it's hard to put the, what's the saying? Like, something back in the box right i don't know i don't know there is a saying there my <laughs> mind is still just in the box. i've been eating a lot of cereal which is not a good thing 
<laughs> like once you open that cereal box, it's not going back in perfectly normal <laughs> ever again. <laughs> it's all poofy now, and you wonder how they ever did it. Um, that's funny. Yeah, so it'll be it's crazy, right? Like we have a thirty-person company, so our our new normal might be pretty similar to our old normal as far as like interaction with coworkers and stuff down the road. But like we were talking about this morning, uh, they're you know they're deciding on if they're going to keep or cancel the Wisconsin State Fair this year, right, in August or whatever. Yeah. And I can't, I don't know if you've been to the Wisconsin State Fair. I'm sure you have. I have. And it's before the global pandemic, it it was on, before the pandemic, it was unpleasant to stand in that many people and rub shoulders with literally like every person you passed. There's no way I'm going to go do that now. So it's going to be weird. It is. Yep. Yep. Well, I think, you know, we covered the topic well. Um, there's, we could probably talk about this for the rest of the entire day, and it'd be fun to get some opinions and other thoughts from from folks that maybe tune in. If you have any feedback or any additives to this, you know, um, you can always send us an email. Uh, I think marketing at swicktech.com would be a great place to send it to. And uh, we'd be happy to share your thoughts on the next episode that we do. Um, you know, please check us out on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from, Spotify, et cetera, and uh, let us know what you think. Um, before we forget, we definitely want to mention that there is an upcoming webinar about Microsoft Teams. It's uh, Teams, we're calling it the, the 201, uh, a deeper dive. And then that's going to be co-presented uh, with Jennifer Buchholz of Excel and Flourish on June 10th at 2 p.m. Um, we're going to do a lot more of not or a lot less of what is Teams and a lot more of how to do things inside of Teams. So if that's something that uh, you're looking to learn more about as we touched on Microsoft Teams during this conversation, definitely go check that out. Uh, please register. It is free and uh, seats are filling up pretty fast. So it should be a great, a great webinar. Yeah, I'm super excited for that one. Like you said, it's kind of a, a 2.0 or 201 version of Microsoft Teams. Um, and if people are a little hesitant, maybe that seems like too technical. I would encourage them to join anyway, maybe even watch our other teams webinar, which we can we can share that or it's on YouTube, I think, or something like that. Um, but watch our first teams webinar to get a feel for what is teams. And then we can dive into more of the demonstration in this one. And that's June 10th, you said, right? Yep. June yep. 10th at 2 p.m. You got it. Awesome. All right, everybody have a great day.